welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, we're pleased to welcome New Brunswick's Kathy Hutch into the studio for an in-depth conversation and a few live songs. A wonderful bluesy singer-songwriter and a multi-talented performer, she's also comfortable in folk, country and rock. So settle down and enjoy Kathy Hutch in conversation on Folk Roots Radio. say when you hold the truth in your heart you don't need them in your life anyway if they're just gonna tear you apart don't let it hurt you anymore let it go and move on watch your dreams take flight and soar and carry you along Hold your head high and persevere You know that you can be strong Embrace your power and release your fear Just be yourself and sing your own song Don't let it hurt you anymore Let it go and move on Watch your dreams take flight and soar And carry you along Kathy Hutch live on Folk Roots Radio in the Folk Roots Radio studio in Leamington. Kathy Hutch from New Brunswick is our guest. It's great to have you join us in the studio today. Thank you so much. I am delighted to be here. It's an honor. So let's start at the beginning. I gather, because we had the brief conversation before we came to air, that actually you now live in Fredericton, but mm-hmm. you were born in St. John. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. But I'm an army brat, so I wasn't supposed to have been born in St. John, I don't think. I was supposed to have been born in Petawawa, Ontario. But I decided to come a few weeks early, and apparently I wanted to be a maritimer. 
So, uh, but yeah, we traveled around a lot when I was a child. Dad was in the services, so we were in Petawawa. We were in Germany for four years and um, ended up, Dad was uh, in Halifax when he retired, posted there, and we were actually living in St. Martin's, New Brunswick. So, did a lot of traveling, and uh, but I've, I've spent most of my life now in New Brunswick. And yeah, love it. So tell us about the music. Um, you know, one of the things I love is the fact that you seem to be comfortable in, in so many styles. And, you know, your freewheeling album, which was your second album that, mm-hmm. that came out, really shows that. I mean, it's got some, you know, wonderful blues on there. It dips into to country. There's a little bit of pop in there, too. A wonderful cover of Marmalade in there. Mm. Uh, you know, Reflections in the Mind, a beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, and also a teeny bit of jazz in there, too. So... Uh, let's turn the clock right back and talk about how you started in music. Well, i uh, always been fascinated with music. Mom can recall me as a baby rocking my crib right across the room if there was music on. And uh, so when I was nine years old, they gave me my first guitar and I started to teach myself how to play. But my biggest fascination was for drums and percussion. And I actually went on to be a drummer uh, in several bands and started my own top 40 band when I was in my 20s in Woodstock, New Brunswick. So, and to this day, I probably prefer to play drums more than wow, anything. Wow, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, yeah, I love them. That. I oh. love playing them. Uh, and of course, the new electronic ones are incredible the way they sound and they keep the stage volume down. But I don't get to play them much now where I'm mostly doing the guitar and the vocals. Um, but yes, uh, just always fascinated with music, and that's all I ever wanted to be was a musician, really. So as soon as I graduated from high school, I joined my first band, and the only way I could get into it was if I played bass guitar. Well, I'd never oh, even God. held one in my life, but I said, okay, well, I'll teach myself it so I can get my foot in the door, so to speak. And it wasn't very long before I realized I was a terrible bass guitar player, And uh, really, I just wanted to play drums. And that's what I went on to do. But in the meantime, I'd gotten married, and I'd had a couple of children, and my second daughter was born with profound classic autism. So uh, when she was five, my marriage ended, and I had my hands pretty full. So I left music. For almost 16 years, I didn't play. And it was a constant ache to, to get back into it. So when she was old enough that I had other uh, helps, I guess, in place in terms of of managing her, I was able to get back playing drums in a couple of blues bands, actually, in Fredericton. And in the meantime, I went into a real crisis situation with my daughter, who, as I said, was very, very profoundly autistic. And as hard as that was, it was also probably the biggest blessing of my life because my doctor put me off work and said, look, go home and beat the crap out of your drums. You've got to get rid of some stress. And it was my guitar that I picked up and I started playing my guitar a lot and began to, to really get into writing songs, which I dabbled with in my teens, but had never really done much with. So... During that time, uh, the lead singer for one of the bands that I played drums in asked me to accompany her on guitar for a fundraising event she was singing in. 
And I said, sure, I'll play. What's it for? And she said, well, it's for a women's shelter, uh, young women at risk in the community. And I said, I'd be really happy to play for that. So that very night, I actually, I couldn't sleep. And I knew someone who was going through those very circumstances, a young woman who had gotten mixed up in the wrong crowd, had gotten involved in drugs, etc., blah, blah, blah. And when she tried to leave her boyfriend, he beat her nearly to death. So I wrote a song that night called Not Going Back. And I played it for her the next day. She said, you're going to sing that. And I said, no, I wrote it for you to sing. I'm not going to sing. I don't sing. I would throw up and pass out if I had to sing. She said, Kathy, you wrote the song. You sing it. So I did. And then, yes, I nearly did pass out from fear. But um, it was the impetus, and that's where songwriting began 12 years ago. And singing, and at first I was terrified to sing in public. But as time went on, I discovered that I loved singing, loved playing guitar, and uh, so I went on to write a bunch more songs. Seven months later, I was in Nashville recording my first album called Not Going Back, which was the song I wrote for the women's shelter. And uh, then life took on a whole, you know, different route again, and I got away from... I, I still performed every chance I got. I had my band. But then two years ago, everything in my life changed again, and I left a, uh, a very unhappy marriage and kind of started over again and found myself writing songs again. And uh, the result was Freewheeling, which I released last year. And um, and now I'm really, I'm just, this is all I'm doing. This is what I'm focusing on. And um, I, I love it. As hard as it is, as scary as it is, at my age, I'm not young. I'm turning 58 years old next month. I've got two grandchildren. But I'm doing what I love more than anything in the world. I always think that's funny when you say, you know, I got two grandchildren and, you know, grand's out on the road and what you're doing, 15,000 kilometers or something. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen thousand kilometers this, mm -hmm. this year, and I love it. Yeah. I love being on the road. I love meeting new people. I love traveling, and and I absolutely love making music. They must think it's pretty cool to have a such a cool granny, though. I would, I would think. <laughs> and the fact she rides a motorcycle. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> just gets better and better. And oh, yeah. she plays the drums. You know, yeah, yeah. That you know, it's it's funny. We're obviously all you know, a collection of our life experiences. And, you know, mm. and it's, I, I sometimes wish that we did actually get to live our lives backwards, you know, because we're a bit smarter when we're a little older, Oh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and we wouldn't make some of the same decisions we made younger. But, you know, life is very much a, you know, as I said, a sort of collection of all these different experiences that, that make you into the, the person you are. Now, you must feel pretty content with where you're at with, you know, being able to, to share your music with people. You know, it sounds like the, I'm sure it's a road that has been hard in a lot of ways for you. Yeah, but financially you it's now, very scary for sure. Yeah. But we get one kick at the can and I'd rather be poor and doing what I love than be filthy rich and miserable stuck at a, you know, at a desk all day. It's just what I used to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, I, I'm enjoying it. And of course my wish would be to have a song that goes mainstream radio 
that would be fabulous. But I think my biggest goal is to to touch people's lives in a positive way with with my music. And I have several songs that speak to different things. Like, for instance, I'm in here was written for my daughter, Christy. I co-wrote that song with the uh, gentleman that co-produced my first album. That's the um, Autism Awareness song. Yes, I'm in here. Yeah. And that's gone all around the world. It's been translated into five different languages now. And it's, I still get emails from people saying, thank you for this song, how much that means to me, you know, saying, yes, I'm in here. So things like that. Um, Music is a great way to acknowledge different things that you feel strongly about. And, uh, And I like to do that in a positive way. I guess my biggest goal would be to leave this earth someday with people saying, you know what, she was a good person. That's, I think that's the most sometimes that you can ask for. Yeah, I always think that, you know, the important thing is to live life with purpose and mm-hmm. and, and try and achieve. I mean, that's right, certainly exactly. the way that I, I, look at, I look at my life. We started off with Carry Your Long from the Freewheeling album. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that song. That's funny. That was the last song written, and it was just kind of an afterthought. We had recorded the 10 songs for the album, and the band had all gone home, everything. And I was still sitting at the studio in PEI, and uh, Paul Milner produced this album, and he's worked with uh, Keith Richards. He produced all of Glass Tiger's albums. Um, He's worked with a lot of uh, Matt Anderson, Another New Brunswick right. boy who's yeah. done well. Done very well. Yeah. Done very well. Anyway, so I was waiting for him to get back to the studio so I could say goodbye and we could lock up and whatnot. So I had time to kill. I picked up my guitar and I was just thinking about basically what my life experience had just been. And uh, so I wrote this song. And when Paul got there, I said, Paul, you've got to listen to this. And when I finished, he looked at me and I looked at him and he said, well, it has to go on the album, doesn't it? <laughs> I said, yes, it does. So we ended up, we brought my band, actually, my actual musicians, with the exception of uh, a different drummer, a studio drummer who came in. And um, so that was on that song. That's my actual band performing that one. It was a great way to start off. You know, it's funny. I was, I was just thinking, it's like, oh, I could, you know, when I saw you drive in to the studio today and you're on your way across country, I think I would have, you know, carry along is a great song to be, be, you know, be playing in the car as you're, as you're driving along. I think it would be a perfect part of your documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, Kathy Hutch on tour. Yeah, uh, that and on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you have your guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very fortunate, actually, my good friend Gary Glass is here. Uh, he's joining us to do a little bit of video work. So we are going to try and get you to play a little bit for us on the radio, but also on video on YouTube as well, which is which is pretty cool. I thought we should play I'm In Here because that is your autism awareness song mm-hmm. uh, on the album Not Going Back, which was from 2008. Right. Uh, why don't we play that just now? Okay, sure. Every breaking dawn, a brand new child is born. Someday 
they'll be full of hopes and dreams it won't be very long till they move out on their own cause that's the way that life's supposed to be if something isn't right there's a lost look in their eyes they're crying out why can't you just see I'm in here when the joy turns to crying see the world through my eyes for just a moment in time I'm in here oh don't you know I'm trying to find a way show you who I am So through the years through triumph and through tears these are the ones who make their own way They touch you deep inside where your love just cannot hide Just open your heart and hear them say I'm in here when the joy turns to crying See the world through my eyes for just a moment in time I'm here, oh don't you know I'm trying to find a way to show you who I am Oh, the world may be cruel In my times of desperation I can't find the words To express how I feel So I strike out in pain And frustration I might not speak But my feelings are so clear I'm in here, I'm in here, I'm in This is Karen Morand, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with my friend, Jan Hall. That's Kathy Hutch live in the Folk Roots Radio studio with a beautiful, beautiful song, I'm In Here. That's your song for autism awareness, written for your daughter from the 2008 album, Not Going Back. It's a fantastic song. Thank you. Well, I can see Thank why you. that really would have been picked up, because it really does... Uh, you know, it really talks about the complexity 
of the challenge that you know mm. the people who you know who have autism you know have to deal with it's funny because you know in ontario now we're you know dealing with with struggles with a government that has decided that you know they need to cut back on a lot of social programs that support people you know mm. like yourself who you know who family members you know who who are dealing with it you know the 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 challenge of autism and 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 need that support so Absolutely. it's great to have a song like that out there yeah it uh, it's so paramount to have support uh, just knowing my story and and what i went through and christy was three and a half when she was diagnosed and at that time back in 1987 um, there just weren't any supports out there to speak of at all and um now in New Brunswick, they've made great strides, and and they're constantly working harder to to bring more support in because it's oh my gosh, you know the the statistics now are are horrible. It's one in what sixty children, sixty three children are being diagnosed somewhere on the spectrum. Yet when Christy was was diagnosed, it was one in ten thousand girls. Right. And and one in seven thousand boys had autism. Now, mind you, that was, uh, you know, for the statistics or the criteria back then, which you know, this is the more classic form of autism. Um, you know, and Christie is truly classic. But um, yeah, it's and of course you have to look at what is causing this. You know, and yes, there's a lot more diagnosis out there now, but still. Um, yeah, un un unless somebody goes through it, they don't really know. Right. And, right. and the thing to bear in mind is, as hard it is, is as it is for the, the families, the children, the other siblings, um, it's what that child themselves is going through and how much they need to be understood and loved and accepted for who they are. So it's, it's a kind of a catch 22 on the one hand, you want to make them better, but on the other hand, some of the higher functioning ones are saying, I like me just the way I am, thank you very much, and I don't need to be changed. Right. You know? Right. And uh, so it's, it's a, a fine line to walk. But, but yes, uh, thank God that autism awareness has come so far as it has. Yeah. Well, I, I think you, what you've just said is really goes to the fact that support needs to be provided in so many different mm -hmm. ways for so many in different individuals who are all impacted, but, you know, making sure that the, the individual with autism really gets the support exactly. they need is, is, the, is the crucial factor. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the first songs you wrote when you actually got back into music. Yes, it was. Wow. Yes. That's a great way to start off again. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and then when you, you pulled the, the music together, you mentioned that Not Going Back, that was written for the, the women's shelter, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the title track from yeah. from that album. Mm -hmm. And then you pulled enough songs together and then decided to go to Nashville. It, it's always wonderful when people say, well, I'm going to Nashville to make my next album. You know? I had no idea I would ever go to Nashville. It yeah. had never been something in my thought at, at, at all. Um, but after I wrote Not Going Back, it just came to to be that you know i i was told well you need to go to to nashville to to record these songs you've got some great songs and i'm like me nashville i don't even listen to country music 
<laughs> I really didn't, per se. But uh, and it, it, it's so funny that a lot of the songs on that album did come out quite country. There was you know a blues one on there and a kind of a country rock. But mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it, it just it's like it was serendipity. All these doors kept opening, and I left my job and I just decided, okay, I'm going to start my own business. And I combined photography because I also do nature photography. So I um, thought, okay, I'm, and then BJ McKelvey, who produced, uh, co-produced my album and also co-wrote because he himself is the father of an autistic son. Um, So we co-wrote the song together. He took me to Nashville. He had lived and worked there for five years himself as an artist, singer, songwriter, and engineer also as well. So all these songs just kind of came together and then I got away from songwriting for a number of years and so two years ago uh, after I left my my last relationship I decided okay well this is what I love to do more than anything I love writing I love singing so I'm going to do that and uh, and then again serendipity happened I was introduced to Paul Milner and he said well I'd like to hear you he he came like three nights after I spoke to him for the first time. He drove from PEI to Fredericton, came to hear my band at a practice, and he said, "Okay, okay, you've got some good stuff. I'll I'll, I'll do your album." He said, "You better get busy and write because at that point I only had two songs written, <laughs> and I wanted to do another full album. So, so I got busy and wrote." It sounds like you must be quite driven, you know, when you decide you want to do things i mean not you know a lot of people are not bold enough to to make that change you know particularly you know come out of a relationship that hasn't quite turned out the way you want and then you know sometimes people get stuck it mm. doesn't sound like you're that sort of person you saying you know you're you sounds like you're quite prepared to you know to do what it takes to get you going again is that a reasonable thing to say i think so i'm i'm definitely a glass half full person mm-hmm. Everybody goes through hard times in their lives. You know, we all have things that we face. And and I think it's just so paramount to, paramount to always be aware of what we need to be grateful for. There's always something to be grateful for. And I'd rather focus on the good things than on the negative. So if I can take something that's been negative and turn it around into something that's more positive, that's what I'm going to strive to do. Do you find songwriting is you know does it come easy for you or is it something you really feel you have to work at sometimes it comes so easy like i can write a song in 20 minutes the words sometimes come really easily other times i'll come up with the tune first and then put the words to it then there have been songs that i've struggled with you know just oh my gosh am i ever going to get this thing done but if i really put my mind to it then usually i can come up with with something, for instance, uh, the song "Freewheeling," the title track from this album, started out as kind of a Celtic instrumental. It was quite fast and um, just an instrumental that I I had written a few years back. And when I got to the studio, Paul said, "You know, you really should put some words to that, and let's slow it down, and let's turn it into a rock song." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> game on." So 
yeah, and and the song was about uh, the freedom, the joy of being on my motorcycle. So that's what I I wrote it about, and and uh, yeah, it turned out pretty good. You know that that sounds to me like it's almost the definition of a great producer. You know, somebody who can listen to what you've got and something, and recognize something that maybe is not quite the right way mm-hmm. for you to be able to, you know, to come up with the finished article and say, well, you know, well, let's slow it down and you know, let's put some words to that and then see where it takes you, which is which is a great thing. It certainly sounds like you had a great time in the studio with Paul. Oh. I love the man. Uh, he's he's wonderful. He's a wonderful human being. Actually, I, I spent half an hour on the phone with him today just while I was driving down the highway. Uh, we, we keep in touch all the time, and I still meet with him regularly. And uh, I know that any future projects, and I will, I'll go back to the studio again. I know that. He'll be my producer again. I'm, yeah, he was wonderful to work with. Oh, well, that's great mm. to have that that feeling. I'm going to see if I can get you to play freewheeling. We were going to talking about maybe not playing it, but as you've talked about it, can we maybe squeeze it in? No, sure. <laughs> okay. Kathy Hutch for Folk Roots Radio in the Folk Roots Radio studio in Leamington. And this is the title track from her latest album, Freewheeling. <laughs> I'm going to do it a little faster than the record. Yeah. 
This is Emily Millard. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Kathy Hutch in the Folk Roots Radio <laughs> studio with a live version of Freewheeling, the title track from the new album. I want to ask you about your influences. Um, I've heard you described as being a mix of Melissa Etheridge, Pat Benatar, and Tanya Tucker, which kind of covers the whole range of, you know, from pop and rock through to, to country. There's nobody bluesy in there, which I think there should be. So who do you regard as being your main influences in music? Oh, my gosh. The funny thing is Tanya Tucker was somebody that I'm. it's been suggested to me that I sounded like. Right. I actually really didn't. I've never owned an album <laughs> of Tanya Tucker. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, definitely. Uh Jan Arden, I love. Uh, I think a lot of what I admire about her is her sense of humor. Uh, there, there's so many artists and, and bands, actually, that, I mean, I, I love the Beatles. I, I think they were some of the most brilliant musicians who ever walked the face of the earth. Um, the Eagles, uh, in terms of any one individual, I can't say I have a favorite. Gordon Lightfoot would probably be uh, when I was a teenager and, and teaching myself guitar, he would have definitely been an influence. I loved Gordy. Loved Gordy. I still do. I, you know, it, just beautiful music, beautiful chords, great lyrics. And, and of course, he's a Canadian icon, and you've got to love that. Um, Burton Cummings, you know, uh, probably a lot of my favorite artists are actually Canadian. It's interesting. Um, yeah. In the band, uh, I, you know, if we're doing uh, covers, we do some Stampeders, we do some BTO, we do April Wine. But, um, yeah, uh, there's no one certain individual that I could say that's who I am. Well, what, what about on the bluesy side of things? Mm. On the bluesy side of things, uh, I think, actually... What got me into the blues was being a drummer in two different blues bands. Before that, I'd always been a drummer in, in top 40 uh, bands. And so I learned a lot playing the blues. Um, Bonnie Raitt, definitely. I love her music. Uh, she'd probably be right up there. And, and I had the honor uh, back in 2009 of one of the bands I was in, we opened for Bonnie Raitt at the Duchy Mason Blues Festival in Truro, Nova Scotia. So that was that was pretty cool to be opening for this legend woman, yeah, legendary. Yeah, no, that's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. well, it's always hard because it's funny because we all sit there and say, oh, yeah, she sounds just like so-and-so. And then, you know, that's often not somebody that you, you know, like the Tanya Tucker thing that's like, well, yeah, it's not somebody I've really necessarily been that exposed to, but you know, yeah, yeah. I guess Katie I do. Katie Lang, yeah, um, sound like him a bit, yeah. yeah. Or even Anne Murray is is another one that sometimes I've been told I sound a bit like Anne Murray, but I definitely what I get the most is Melissa Etheridge, right? If yeah, I'm doing some of the rock through. stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the thing is, I growing up I was exposed to all kinds of music. Mum and Dad loved music. So I grew up listening to James Last Orchestra and everything from, I mean, Valdi to Neil Diamond to, it was all in there. And 
every Sunday it was Tennessee, Ernie Ford, and, and uh, you know. So it, it was just all kinds of stuff. Johnny Cash. The first song I learned on guitar was I Walk the Line. I had to learn that for Dad. <laughs> So I, I've been exposed to lots of music, and I love lots of kinds of music, and I think that's why I can't be pinned down to which is why the album any one genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there should be a genre called smorgasbord, and that would be me. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. blues, rock, country, folk. I love it all. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not into. I'm really not into today's electronic stuff at all. I just I don't know. Yeah. But uh, everybody. You know, and that could be just my age, too. <laughs> I'm going to get you to play again, because when we were having the discussion of what we were going to play before we started, uh, we decided to drop Free Will and Out, which I pushed back in, because you said, we should play Good Friends Like You. Um, uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about that song. That song is very dear to me, because I, when I was going through such a hard time two years ago, um, it was my friends, like that were just there for me. And it, it's always so important, I think, to honor those who, who are helpful to you, who stand by your side, and um, you know that they've got your back. And I have just absolutely beautiful friends who I know have my back. And, um, and in fact, my bass player, John, in my band, He's been performing with me now for going on 11 years. And he and his wife, Anne, are just two of my absolute dearest friends. And uh, so I just know that these people are there for me and I'm there for them. And uh, so I wanted to write a song as a, a way to say thank you. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for supporting me when I needed you so much. And just, yeah, thank you for being my friend. So, this is Good Friends Like You. If you need me, just call and I'll be there In a heartbeat, your burdens I will share Cause I'm blessed to have so blessed to have, yes, I'm blessed to have good friends like you. Just ask me and I won't let you down. You're always there for me when I need you around. Blessed to have, yes, I'm blessed to have good friends like you. When I felt as though my life was an uphill climb, and everything inside of me was starting to unwind. You took my hand, put me to my feet, and gave me strength to stand on my own. But I'm not alone, cause I'm blessed to have 
good friends like you good friends like you good friends like you so if you need me just call and I'll be there in a heartbeat what's mine is yours to share and I'm blessed to have so blessed to have yes I'm blessed to have good friends like you good friends like you like you and I love you That's Kathy Hutch live in the Folk Roots Radio Studio with good friends like you from her latest album Freewheeling. That must have made your friends feel pretty good to have such a beautiful song written for them. I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean I've got several just really, really wonderful friends that in my life that I feel very blessed. No, we all need great friends. So yes. uh, it's great to have you join us today. Now, let's talk about the live experience because you mentioned a few people in your band. Tell us a little bit about the band and the sort of shows you put on. Well, my band, uh, we now have a five-piece band. Um, I'm thrilled. And uh, when we can get him, uh, the keyboard player, Colton Kraft, is the fellow that plays keyboards on this album. He's just brilliant, uh, but he's also very much in demand. So uh, we get him when we can have him. And uh, uh, recently, uh, a lovely new fellow, uh, Eddie Oldfield, has joined, and he fills in on the keyboards as well, also a very fabulous keyboard player. So John and I are definitely the nucleus of the band, We've been playing together now since 2008. And then uh, Ron Thibodeau took over on the lead guitar. We had a, an original lead guitar player, Dave Nightingale, who was not only a very, very dear friend of ours, but he was our lead guitar player for the first seven years of the band. Um, he sadly passed away two years ago in August. And so the song Sweet Dave on the album was written for him. And uh, he had a, just this amazing sense of humor, very, very quick wit. And uh, so the song is kind of written encapsulating that humor side of him. It's not really a sad song per se. It's just Sweet Dave, yes, we love you, we miss you, and my God, you were funny. And uh, and I think he still does pull pranks on us <laughs> from the other good. side. Yeah. I, I definitely, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're pretty sure of that. So, uh, and also um, we've had a few drummers and uh, we have a, a new fellow for the last year named Grant Harrison, who's a great drummer. So, yeah, we take gigs whenever we can get them. And we just actually played on um, Friday night last Last week, we did a dance for a little in in uh, New Brunswick, their New Brunswick chapter, and 
had a big crowd and had a great time, and it's fun. I love playing live. I also enjoy doing, I do a lot of duet shows, just John and I. And in fact, John and I were in Hamilton three months ago performing. So, um, yeah. And then when you're solo like this, it's because you're on your way across country and, mm -hmm. you know, and it's basically a, a case, I guess, of a book in the shows and working out, you know, where is a good place to stop along the way. Yeah, I do all my own bookings. Um, and at some point, I'd really like to see that change and have a booking agent because doing all my own bookings, trying to do it all, I don't have time to write. Right. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> it's yeah. the problem. And and I love writing. I love that process, that creativity. So at some point, I really would like to move to the next step. And and obviously, I would love to be able to have a band with me. I don't know that the whole band could go, but uh, even if it was a trio, that would be... Uh, I just did a home concert house concert a few weeks ago with Colton and John, the bassist and myself, the three of us. And it was beautiful. It was just lovely. And I love doing house concerts. I think that's the way to go. Well, no, and, and the, the, the thing with a house concert is it's that built-in audience, you know, that yeah. if they've been going for a while, the people that attend have a pretty good idea of what they're going to get. They're comfortable going to the venue. They know the people, their friends. Uh, they like yeah. the space, they like the acoustics, the ambience. Yeah. And then, you know, knowing that the the people that come in are going to be people that are probably going to be a really good fit for, for their music taste. That's right. And it's they're there to see you. They're there to listen. As opposed to, you know, in a bar where people are there, you know, they're talking, they're drinking and, and all of that. And uh, so that's the beauty from a musician's point of view is when they're there, everybody's respectful, they're quiet. They're listening to the music and your stories, and and uh, it's it's really lovely. It's a very very nice way to make music and get to know people, make new friends as well. It's very intimate. Now you were in Charlottetown, I think, a couple of weeks ago for the East Coast Music Awards. Yes, and you played the Blues Showcase. Is that yes? Right? We played the Blues yeah. Showcase. Yeah, tell us about that experience. That was that was very fun. Yeah, it was it was a half hour showcase. And it was packed. It was elbow to elbow in there. And uh, Dave made his presence known because shortly after I began his song, Sweet Dave, all of a sudden my mic went dead. Oh. And, <laughs> and uh, last year, three days after he passed away, the band had a gig in Fredericton. And we were, I don't know, just a few songs in, and all of a sudden our speakers got full of static, unexplainably. It, they'd never done that before, and they've never done that since. You know, and all of a sudden, the static was in the speakers, and John and I looked at each other and said, that's Dave. <laughs> He's pulling one of his pranks. So if anything goes wrong today, Dave? Yeah, Dave. Yeah, but yeah. I, I get the impression, you know, it's a beautiful day in Leamington. You're joining us in the studio. I'm sure Dave's really enjoying this experience. So, oh, I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, getting back to the, uh, the ECMAs, I mean, playing at the... The Blue Showcase in Charlottetown must have been a, a fabulous experience for you. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. And I went uh, previously by myself for a few days and took in workshops, etc., which was a great experience. You know, learned a lot. I did the export preparedness because I would, I would love to perform in other countries as well. I would 
you know. I'd love the opportunity to go back to Europe. Well, it sounds like you have the wanderlust. And uh, the fact that you're a, a fit, you know, a fit nature photographer as well. I mean, it must kind mm -hmm. of fit to, I can see, you know, traveling across country, you know, taking some of the national parks, yes. some of the other other spots on the way. It must be a, a, a good way of blending the two. The Absolutely. This is an amazingly beautiful country. And yeah. there's so much to photograph. There's so much to take in. And I am in my bliss when I'm driving down the road and just looking around. And yeah, I love it. We're going to get you to play one more live song for us. And it's a, a song that you say is one of your favorites from the new album, Freewheeling. And that's mm. Lullaby. Lullaby, yes. Yeah. Tell us about this one. Um, Lullaby came about from a late night discussion with Paul Milner, my producer. Typically, when we'd finish recording for the day, we'd sit, open a bottle of wine, and chat till about 1.30 in the morning. And um, anyway, this one night, we were talking about the state of the world and what a scary place it was. This was when uh, North Korea was, it was, everything was looking pretty scary. And, uh, and we both just thought, like, wouldn't it be great if people could just respect each other and be kind and let go of all the other bull and you know in in the world and so he left and I couldn't sleep so I picked up my guitar and and I wrote this song and I um I had previously had the the melody and so that night I wrote the words and so this I called lullaby Kathy Hatch with a live version of lullaby in the Folk Roots Radio Studio in Leamington. So tonight I dream of In a world so filled with sorrow Pray for a better tomorrow So tonight A dream of love So tonight I pray for peace To free this world from its madness Replace all of the hatred and sadness So tonight I pray for peace Yes, I know I'm just a dream And this has all been said before If not about a better world for our children What 
is all this fighting for? So tonight I dream of love Of people being kind to each other Embracing all of our sisters and brothers So tonight I dream Wow. Can I just say, wow, that was Aww. beautiful. What a beautiful way. Thank you. That, that, that's actually the perfect way to wrap up this interview. A great message uh, for people out there, because I, I think we all have the same feeling of why can't yeah. we all just try and get along and get along and, and, you know, live our lives. Why do, you know, certain people have to feel like they are the best. Mm. Yeah. And no, yeah. That, that is just a, a wonderful song, beautiful sentiment. And I think gorgeous live. And um, when you play it in, in a performance does it come close to the end of the show yes yeah yes mm -hmm. yeah i could see that would be like it's almost perfect for an encore or something like that just you coming out and playing the acoustic guitar i meant to ask you do you play electric much in the when you play with a band no no i don't i i had an electric and um i started out actually uh, years ago with an electric guitar but I'm such a percussive player. <laughs> I mean, I break strings on this thing. You can imagine yeah. what I would do with the electric guitar. Because I'm, yeah, I, uh, I'm a very rhythmic player. The drums definitely come through. So, um, yeah. I, but I, it's funny, you know, when you because when I was sitting watching you play before, I thought, yeah, just like a bluesy version of Irish Mythen. Ah, right. <laughs> oh, you like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. That, yeah. Well, it's been great to have you join us. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? They can check me out at my website, www.kathyhutch.com. I'm on Spotify, Reverb Nation, all of the you know, YouTube, etc. Uh, Facebook, also uh, Kathy Hutch Music is my Facebook page. That's great. Lots so, of ways. I know everybody's, yes. everybody is... You have to do everything these days. So. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. And that's the bane of my existence, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trying to yeah. keep up with social media. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to finish with something from the album. And I thought we should play um, The Best of Me. Mm. Um, I love that song from the album. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it, uh, that's actually the first song that I wrote for this album. And uh, it was definitely about my 
uh, last relationship and just trying to get back to me, to, to find the best of me and, and move on. And, um, and yeah, I, I took a year and a half and just focused on, on me and where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do with my life, who I was, etc. And didn't want to date, just wanted to, you know, take, date me. <laughs> I wanted to date me. <laughs> I think and, that's like uh, being comfortable in your own skin. Comfortable, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and then, lo and behold, the most wonderful person came along. So there, I've, I've, I feel like I have it all. No, that's wonderful. Yeah. Kathy Hutch, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you join us in the studio. Thank you. From the album Freewheeling, this is Kathy Hutch with The Best of Me. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you so much. Subscribed to the theory Familiarity breeds contempt But when I met you I swear it's true I thought our love was exempt But then that old complacency Turned us into something so sad But never you mind these days I find I'm still the best lover I've had For what it's worth I really did love you I gave you the best I could be Now I'm searching for signs And I'm taking the time Discover, discover the rest of me I'm trying to recover Uncover the rest, discover the best of me I'm trying to discover the best of me. Seek and grow 
Each lesson I've learned, every bridge that I've burned Has helped me to finally know That I'm so much wiser having loved you You taught me it's best to be strong When shattered and broken from words that were spoken I finally found strength to move on For what it's worth I really did love you the best of me Yes, I'm trying to discover the best of me Trying to discover uncover the rest Cover the best of me Best of me Best of me The best of me